And we are back for another part train. Guess what? Breaking news. Cermak, Ev, and Strat all together. What's up? Wah, wah, wee, wah. Wah, wah, wee, wah. It's dynamic. Real dynamic. Cerm's technology is working. Had a couple issues wow. finding the right episode outline and the right Google Doc, but we're here. And um, guys, before we go into our intro of what today's conversation is going to be, uh, I think we should just talk about our proud partner, Roback, and how we basically started the trend. We're trendsetters, okay? I don't know if you guys heard. Scott, did you hear who's now partnering up with Roback after us? I, I, be- I believe it was part of my take, guys. It's part of my take, guys. Big Barstool guys. You know, they, they heard us talk about it. They got some for themselves. And guess what? Now they're going on about it. That's how good Roback mm-hmm. is. Well, you know, they could have saved themselves a lot of time and energy if they just listened to us because we weren't lying. Also, our track record speaks for itself. Keith Mitchell, Roback. I mean, what other what other great successes do we have? Uh, stability shaft putters. Mm. I mean, they'll never go back. Like, spread it on. The heat is on. Yeah, there's a big there's a big bump once you come on our podcast. You know, it's it's yeah. well known. Um, but guys, I mean, we got a new we got a new promo code. It's called Train now. T R A I N. Just train. Just train. Mm-hmm. A couple mm-hmm. guys put our par train code up on a few forms. Can't have that. Uh, cool. So if you're out there and you're listening, we know who you are. Okay. <laughs> Just enter the code train. But guys, it's almost Black Friday. And did you see all the new shit that Roback came out with? Big news. Big developments. I mean, I know Strat likes a good vest in the, on a chill morning on the course. Love a good vest. The most versatile garment. Uh, sir, do you like vests? Yeah, guys, I'm having some problems here. <laughs> What do you mean? Did you hear me? Okay, good. I thought I was having some tech issues there. We're good. Oh my god! I mean, I'm. Uh, this I'm is having, tough having, to watch. I'm not even editing this out. I'm a huge vest guy. You know that. Um, <laughs> I found it funny actually when we were talking to the rollback guys what the vest situation was, and all of a sudden, vests were here. I mean, success leaves clues. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Heard of it? it? Certainly does. Heard of it. <laughs> and now they're yeah. selling. They're selling them by the boatload. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got a, a a ship has come in. It has set sail. It is anchoring and uh, it's coming to shore. And they got vests. They've got new like a holiday quarter zip that I've seen. Your boy PFT was wearing it apparently. And mm-hmm. uh, they've got new hats. They've got print pattern polos. I mean. Either get it for yourself, use our code TRAIN, 20% off for Black Friday, because Strat knows that it's the perfect time to buy shit. It's the perfect excuse to buy more stuff online. Or ask for it for a gift. I mean, we don't need to say anything else. It's literally the best shit. Yeah. Love the gear. Love the t-shirts, especially, actually. Those are great. Performance tees. We we talked about it a lot last episode. Thanks for listening, sir. It was really great. The, the performance tees are fantastic. But yeah, I couldn't shut up about them. I couldn't. But speaking of a uh, new episode tonight, guys, this is, uh, this is a passion piece, okay? It's why we followed our passion started a podcast. I think we, we realized that a lot of podcasts are out there, and you kind of jump in midway through, and it's like, oh, great. And it's just each episode is off and running, off and running, new guests, new topics. And we thought it'd be interesting to maybe take a step back. You know, we're approaching the holiday season, the new year, and think about why we started the podcast. What are the changes 
that happened since we started? How did it evolve? What are the surprises? Maybe a quick look back so that anyone looking to start anything out there and maybe hopefully take a couple nuggets from this and maybe start something around in, in the new year. I also just realized while t- saying that through, we haven't done our award show episode for the end oh, of the PGA wow. Tour episode. So oh, we got to do it. We need yeah. to do that too. Stay maybe tuned. Next Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. <laughs> Teaser. Um, so why don't we just dive right in, guys? What has surprised you most about having our own show? Any part of it. The prep, the recording portion, the, anything you learned from the guests or what it takes to get a guest. What, what do you guys? Go, go ahead, Strat. <laughs> you know, I would say uh, it's the amount of work that goes into it. It seems like, you know, you listen to pods that you may or may not like. I've mentioned the part of my take, guys, but it seems like, oh, you just jump into the studio and you chat shit with your buddies and it's chill. But there's a lot more that goes into it. And full disclosure, Evan is the one doing most of the work. So let's, <laughs> let's tip our rowback caps to him. For keeping yes. the train moving, uh, use promo code train twenty percent off. We're back anywhere. Part purchasing is very, but um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. A lot more than you think, and uh, it's not just jumping on the old mic and talking about Tiger Woods. Although that's a lot of it for me. Full disclosure. Yeah, the listeners love that too. Well, that's think, why they keep showing up, sir. Well, <laughs> we should look at the numbers, but um, <laughs> I think. The tricky thing for us is none of us has ever, we don't do a live podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I talk to people and I said, how do you do it? And I said, well, it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a balancing act, especially when we have a guest because we're working off a Google doc, right? You know, on the fly and it's mm. challenging. It's challenging. I think we do. I think we pull it off pretty well, but, um, the attention to detail, right? Especially like when <laughs> the episodes go live. Um, I think has been, you know, something else, you know, it's just, it's just not a typical, it's not a typical setup. We're all sitting around a table together, you know, mm-hmm. it's also funny. You made me think, sir, about how a lot of times we, we have conversations on the fly in the Google docs, especially when we have a guest because the guest might have, you know, a 30 minute maximum and we've right. got like 12 more questions to ask. So you'll literally be, we'll either make fun of each other in the Google doc um right. or we'll say hey can we cut this can we cut that and we just on the fly as we're talking right editing the uh the outline i just thought of that which is has been fun you know um but yeah for me i would say um i would say the guest portion you know a lot of people that's one of the first questions people ask me is how do you guys get your guests and i would say that's been one of the most surprising things about one of the most challenging and surprisingly simple things at times it totally varies like for example we got dotty pepper through instagram like i we just dm'd her from our account and she told slid us, in those dms we slid in and play. not many people answer when you slide in she did um what's up dotty and what's she up, said you gotta clear it with you know cbs sports pr we did we got her on and now you know, we can text her and talk to her and have her on probably again and again. She's a great guest. There's other times when we'll email like Kevin Chappell, for example, one of our favorite interviews. I talked to his manager for probably 10 months to a year. 
of trying to find the right time. And uh, that's, that's a big challenge. I, I would, if you guys have a show, you're thinking about having a show, I'd highly recommend against working with the managers. It's a lot easier, I think, when you work directly with the person. But again, it's harder to get in contact with them. So that's been a big surprise for me is like how you get a good guest and, and that process. Well, but I feel like a surprise for, I mean, we've done what? This is 66. 66 episodes. And, I, you know, we've had a, a fair amount of guests. I really can't think of an interview. I mean, obviously some are more, I don't know, some are a little better than others, but I can't think of an interview that's just been like a disaster. And I feel like there's got to, you typically would have horror stories, you know, or like, it was just like you walked off and I was like, oh, that just went totally the wrong way. We've had, a, all our guests have been like totally excited to be on the show. And I think that's, that's pretty great, especially, if, you know, if they haven't met us in person, but everyone's taken the time. And I think we've gotten more time out of our guests, uh, which has been pretty great. Yeah. There was one guest, Serm. I don't know if you can think of who it was. I'm not going to say it. But there was one guest. I know Strat couldn't make it, and we texted afterwards. We're like, uh, didn't give us much. But, you know, through the edit, yeah. I think uh, it wasn't as bad as we thought. But I think you're right. And yeah. 99% of the time, it's been like, wow, that was a great conversation. I mean, look, we've gotten, we've gotten a fair amount of PGA Tour players. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Langley, Mitchell, Chapel. I mean, Colton just I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like a Shark Tank story, you know, and just starting to start something out of your garage, right? The next thing you know. Shark Tank story. But if you like- <laughs> so what do you guys think? We talked about the surprises. What, what is the why for each one of you? Like, why do we keep doing the show? What, Go ahead, Strat. What drives you? Oh, comes, comes to me again. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, I think it's, it, it's no surprise that we're all pretty passionate about golf. So it's just a, it's a nice outlet to, to talk with your buddies about the kind of shit that we think is cool and the stuff that we enjoy about golf. You know, Serm has a far different take on the sport and the game and just the, the industry than I do versus what Evan thinks as well. So it's nice to get that mix. but at least for me, it just comes down to loving to talk about golf. I mean, especially once the PGA season kicks up again and you just start to see the cool shit that these guys do, especially Tiger. Shout out, Tiger. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, God, the, the Masters, I mean, when Tiger what is Tiger won, is just still one of my favorite all-time sports memories. And when when he won at Eastlake, and I mean, like, it's just, you know, when when Spieth won the the British, like there's, there's just so many cool things that happen. It's just fun to be able to talk about those things with guys that like it as much as I do. Yeah. I think it's a, uh, it's that creative, it's that creative outlet too for us. Right. And mixing it with golf. I mean, I think that's the why for me, you know, being able to kind of be in the industries, you know, when, yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could have it a, a better way to be honest with you. Talking golf with a couple of buddies, and you know having guests on, and just you know it's it's just a cool way to ha- you know have golf in your life. I think. Crack a few claws, get on the mic, talk mm. some golf. I mean, claws, Heineken's, red wine. <laughs> what's your, what's your... You're you're a big Truly guy, right? Sorry. Oh, I, I was. I thought oh, you were a Bon and Viv guy. Yeah, Bon and Viv. Uh, <laughs> Um, Wild Basin's a good one uh, from Shout Colorado. Out Wild I'm on the, the, Shout the, out Wild 
the craft seltzer scene, I think, is important. Now, uh, <laughs> but, <for> me, <laughs> but it's it's that it's it. This is the best way to kind of be in the industry, so to speak. I don't know. It's it's we we, we, we a lot of jokes, a lot of good content, meeting cool people, yeah. right? I mean, it's it, what do you think, Ev? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. We started off with the cart girl. Remember, we started every episode t- saying what we were, what we were drinking. So cart girl, yeah. Full that, circle. The, the, and that was pre-seltzer, I think. Yeah, that, uh, was, that was pre-seltzer, 100%. <laughs> yeah. We're dating yeah. ourselves now. But, uh, Borderline problematic, but still fun. <laughs> for me, I'd say it is, <laughs> it's a blend between the creative outlet and, you know, we do one every two weeks, and so it, it forces us to... Even when there's nothing going on, you know, we got to come up with something that we want to talk about that we think is meaningful to other people. And I think uh, even cooler is uh, the excuse to talk to really great people. You know, it's funny how just having your own show, even if, you know, whatever, a few thousand people are listening to it, it's not, you know, bringing in a boatload of money and the top podcast on the charts, but it gives us a great excuse to work at something and talk to cool people. And, you know, Dottie Pepper texted us after the masters, like how would that ever have happened before? You right. know, and we had a great conversation with Brandel, Cam Blee and Eric Lang and all these great people. So, um, that's it for me, but it's funny how this, um, my answer of the why is kind of blends into the next question, which is the evolution of what we had in mind when we got started. Sure. Just sermonai and kind of what we do now, and I think it. I can just go into mine where it's like I love the evolution in the sense that I think we realized we started off with just thinking that most PGA Tour talk and content was just bland and old and stale and not fun at all. So we tried to have a fun spin on the sport of golf and talk about something we love to Strat's point. But I think we've also evolved a bit where at least I realized and something I'm passionate about is that, you know, when we're never going to have the same access as the PGA tours or golf channels podcast. Right. So I was trying to think of ways that we could, um, do something that's really unique to something that we're passionate about and that we can add a lot of value in that maybe isn't as, um, newsworthy and week to week what's going on tour, but how can we use golf as like a common interest? to connect with other leaders and people in other areas and have golf as a thread, but talk about life and other things and how we better ourselves. So that's been a fun evolution for me. Um, but is there something you guys have seen that you didn't expect us to evolve or um, anything you want to talk about in regards to how the show's changed over the years? Just the, the, the kind of scope of golf that we've talked about right so it, it, it a lot of it was pga stuff you know there was some tech shit like but then it's kind of morphed into you know talking about you know the confidence that you have in the game and kind of how you approach the game and and talking with different players and and different people from within the industry so you know to your point i never really expected to be talking to you know, the guys started Adams Golf. I never expected to be talking to the, you know, the super speed guys or like all of the interesting people that we've had the chance to to rap with about the things that they're passionate about within the industry. It just kind of opens the door and 
allows you to see how this game allows people from all different walks of life to access it via different entry points that you might not normally see when you're just going and playing every week with your buddies. Yeah, no, I, that's a good point, Strat. Ev, I think when, when you and I start, started it, we you know, thought we, we, we kind of did a, a couple of different episodes of just covering like the game, whether it was Majors or Tiger or yep. News. But I think once we had Oliver, Oliver Horvitz on, great, great guy, great author. That, I mean, that really kind of opened, I think that was like our sixth episode or something like that. I was just looking at our episodes. That's a, he's a great story, right? And like, we've, I think we've been able to really find some great stories or kind of change makers within the industry. Um, so I think that's been, I think that's kind of set ourselves apart a little bit. If you look at some of our competitors, I also think like, you know, I've gotten more, you know, our deed, those chipping away episodes. When we talk about our games, mm-hmm. you know, and our experiences out there and what go through, like, because I think we like have Strat, Matt have all had different kind of experiences with golf. Like, I, I, I think that's been just a ton of fun and different and gotten great feedback and a ton of listens. I don't know. We've evolved in a pretty cool way, but I don't think we've ever been off brand, if that makes sense. Sure. Always stay true to the brand, you know? Um, but great segue because we're going into our first segment here. It's called Comfort Zone. Presented by Roback. 20% off with the code. What's the code, Strat? It's train. <laughs> this is a segment Get on that train. where we ask each other what has made us feel the most out of our comfort zone while making the podcast. Does anyone want oh. to take this one? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So promo code train, shout out train, Roback. Boom. 20%. Uh, 20% off. Heard 20%. of it. 20%. Get it. Figure it the, the fuck out already. Holidays are here. Yeah. Black Friday. Mazel, Merry Christmas, all of the above. Oh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. I, it's probably for me. It's the it's talking to guests. It's it you know first few guests that we ever interviewed. It's you don't you realize pretty quickly that there is a a pretty hefty amount of prep that goes into it in order for it to be a good interview. You can bullshit it and kind of skate your way through it. But I remember, I think I don't remember the first interview that we ever did, but I remember thinking early on like, oh shit. You know, I don't I don't want this person to feel like we're wasting their time. Mm-hmm. I hope that we did enough prep work beforehand. You know, you want it to be something that's different and unique because these people are presumably talking to a lot of different people, probably often about the same stuff with the same questions, you know, time after time. So trying to be unique and different and also respect their time and make it something that is uh, unique and identifiable to the brand. Uh, that That's that's tricky. It's, it takes some getting used to. Uh, promo code train. Promo code train, 20% off. 20% comfort off. zone, presented by Roback. I would train. say, just to change up the order and give Serm another second to think about it, because I know he's grappling over there. Um, yeah. I would say, <clears throat> just to say something different than Strat, because I totally agree about being live with a guest, especially, you know, a PJ Tour Pro or Brandel Chambly and those types, of, those types of guests. There's definitely a lot of pressure when that turns on, you know, and some are more friendly than others. Some are truly business and they just get right into it. And some you have a little bit more pleasantries before and that can throw you off. But I'd say me personally, um, my, some of my most challenging times is when 
you're getting down to the wire and you know we've had full-time jobs you know in addition to this so a lot of times you don't have a lot of time before the the light turns on per se and so a lot of times we're coming up with questions and designing the outline of the interview last minute and sometimes it's really easy to look at your outline before you've really even finished it and question it and be like this isn't good you know I'm not can I do this in time is it good enough and I found that the more t- you just got to keep chipping away at it get it um and That's great. love that and ultimately it always turns out to be a great interview right but you just got to give yourself space and the creativity a little bit of time um to make that happen so yeah. I think just trust in the process. I mean, as cliche it sounds, we're just trusting the oh, process. One shot at a time. <laughs> um, I think for me, I've since you know, I, I I had a cup of coffee in the marketing and advertising world a few years back, but oh. it seems like many, <laughs> many, many moons ago. And the, uh, you know, just in that sales, finance, real estate thing. But I think that that doing this with you guys forces me to try to be creative, you know, and with some of the segments, some of the questions, um, that's the toughest part for me. I think sometimes you guys are very, very good at that. Um, but if I can, if I can, you know, so push myself to kind of think a little more outside the box to play off some of your guys' ideas, you know, I would say that definitely that's, 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 that's always my challenge. But you know, we certainly we certainly welcome it. Least favorite part mm. about the show or the process? I mean, just getting us all just just scheduling. <laughs> yeah, trying to find a time. Yep. Yeah, because of the time change. That's the other thing too, right? Two hours here. Yeah, I mean, sir, it's late for you right now. Yeah, you got to grind. I mean, you know? this is, and you're playing hurt. You got a cold. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's the scheduling and then the finding the time to uh, truly, because, you know, you want to put something out that you're proud of. And right. I think it's a perfect example of anyone starting anything. A lot of times you don't want to put something out there until it's perfect. But yeah. that's why a lot of people don't end up putting things out there, where I think for us, we've stuck so well to our schedule that sometimes you got to put something out there that is maybe 60% of what you want it to be. Um, would you also maybe agree that finding guests can be frustrating you know mm. sometimes it can be incredibly rewarding right yeah but the the chase but like sometimes i think there's been times where we're driving ourselves crazy about (laughs) what we need to do next or who we need to try to get a hold of or who we and and you've had some really some success with it and then sometimes we 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 hit a wall so i don't know that is a great point sir and i probably could have said that because quick story i went to the pga show this past yep i'm not gonna say who it is because we're not that type of show you know but uh i went to talk to a i'll just say a founder of a golf company um a golf brand and we were all set to do an interview and i was outside his booth i was grinding away i didn't even have a quiet space we were going to do it like by the security door exit on the far edge of the PGA show with my microphone in the middle of us. And the guy told me, yeah, he'll be out in like five minutes was on a phone call. I was waiting. I waited for 25 minutes. I went back in 
He's just chapping it up with his buddies. Then he talks to his wife. And I'm sitting outside the booth. I'm waiting. It's like 35 minutes now, wondering if he forgot about me. And then he put his arm around his wife. They said, yeah, we're going to get out of here. And just walked off. (laughs) And and I was just sitting there like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, this is a tough moment. This is a moment where you feel like, you know, you feel like trash. You're like, well, what am I doing out here? But to your point, you know, that happens. You know, I've, I've talked to managers of PGA Tour pros, some really good PGA Tour pros that I thought we were going to get that you don't hear from for three weeks and then they randomly email you and said it's going to happen and then you don't hear from them for another month. So I, mean, I, think, I think we've kind of agreed, like, when we, if we're going for those big gets, you can't think about it, right? Yeah. You'll drive yourself nuts, right? Yeah. You just, if it happens, it happens. Right. We've got to just plan for other content ideas or yeah. episode ideas. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of the ones we got, um, we've got a list that we can go through. Um, but looking at that list, guys, what's been your favorite interview and why? Mm. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we've got a couple promo codes out there. So, you know, we, we love Super Speed and Roback. I guess we'll put them out there. We'll put them aside here because we love those guys. But I think... Um, I got to give two. I guess I'll give a guest episode we did um, and then a non-guest episode. For a non-guest episode, I'd have to say chipping away the mental game. I think that was episode 55 from Mm -hmm. this year. That was, I I, I thought that was, I thought we got deep on that topic, us three. And we got a lot of listens. I got a lot of people that took a a lot away from that. So I really like that. From a guest perspective, you know, it was it was pretty cool having Brandel on. Um, it, it, that was a that was pretty cool. I mean, we talked a lot about the mat. It was a Masters preview, mm-hmm. but um, uh, you know, in the, I guess in the moment that was just like, wow, we've got Golf Channel's you know number one analyst, and uh, and he was and he gave us a ton of time. Rev, I mean, you kind of you you tracked him down at the golf. Speaking of the merchandise show right i mean you tracked him down (laughs) i waited in line at a book sign (laughs) um so i would say yeah so i would i mean they're they've really all been there's so many good ones but um those two i guess would kind of stick out okay strat um i'd say uh keith mitchell was a real fun one just because we got to chat with him before he he won and you Mm -hmm. can kind of tell you knew that that he had the talent and he was just a nice down to earth dude. And it was cool. I mean, as lame as it sounds, it felt like we were a part of the win just because we had talked to them about it. That was really fun. Yeah. Um, and then I'd say the most surprising one and forgive me for forgetting his name, but the founder of Adams golf and stability putters, I did not expect Barney that interview. Yeah. I did not expect that to be as fun as it was. Uh, and he he kind of rocked us as soon as he signed on, and I was I didn't really know what to expect, and it became very fun. Um, and th- I mean that's that's kind of the epitome of of doing all of this to me is you show up not really knowing what the hell is going to happen, and next thing you know, you have a story that you can tell for the rest of your life, forever because it's on the internet now. Podcast part train. Uh, promo code take twenty percent off rowback. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but go ahead and check that out if you get a chance. But uh, train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 
I would say too, that makes me think strat. It's like when we first were starting out, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the numbers and like trying to make it successful because your numbers are so low. And it's just like tweeting when you've got no followers. It's like, well, why even keep my tweets up there when no one's even seeing it? You know, and so it's it's easy to get caught up and say, well, I don't want a guest unless it's like this. It's like a recognizable name, you know, and I think we started to learn that. Well, no, it's that's great to get a big name, but there's really great stories and conversations and a lot of people that you may not know, you know, and I think Barney Adams, I think a lot of people know Barney Adams and Adams golf, but not necessarily have heard um, from Barney Adams, you know, and so. Yeah. That's been something that I've learned. Um, I'm kind of jumping ahead to the things we've learned, but I'd say my favorite interview um, would probably be. It's tough. I mean, I'd say outside of Keith Mitchell, because that was probably one of our most fun interviews, I'd say Kevin Chappell, because he was our first, I'm pretty sure he was our first PJ Tour Pro that we got on which is a pretty big get for us at that time because he had just been a huge part of that president's cup team and he had literally just i don't know if you guys remember this but when tiger was in a very dark place and no none of us knew if he was going to be able to come back i don't know if you guys remember he did this charity like range session with kevin chapel for nike oh yeah and it yeah. was the first time that we saw everyone saw him swing and nobody had video. So it was just like, you know, hearsay and tweets and things about how he was hitting the ball incredible. And and Chapel told us that story on the podcast. And we were like one of the first ones to get that story about how he yeah. told um, Tiger told him that he was going to like hook it around this tree 40 yards to like put it within three feet. And he was doing it. And this was like the first time he was hitting balls in like eight months or something, you know. Um, so I feel like we, I feel like we had some street cred getting him on. You know what I mean? That was that was awesome to get him on. Yeah. And you know he was, I mean he's coming back from injury now, but he was one of the best players in the world at yep. that point. So, um, I, I already said what I had learned, um, but is there something you guys have learned if someone's thinking about starting their own show, they might be thinking, well, there's a million podcasts out there. There's a million apps, a million websites, a million, whatever. Um, have you guys learned anything from this process about doing something yourself that you think someone doing their own thing could learn from? I think you said it earlier. Um, and I'm guilty of this in so many ways, but just, thinking that you've got to complete refine something and work on something until you get it perfect before you actually put it out there without ever putting anything out there. I think like, you know, I've some of some authors that I respect, you know, like artists, actors, you know, directors, producers, people that create stuff. That is some a common thing that you hear all the time. And it's really tough to hear that and then do it because it is a an act of vulnerability to put something out into the ether, especially on the internet where it never fucking disappears. Um, and to put something out there that you might not necessarily be completely proud of, but just having done that is, I think, an achievement that often gets overlooked and is something that you should really strive for because um, just the act of doing it gets you so much closer to creating that you know mythical kind of unicorn that you have in your mind as opposed to just obsessing over something without ever having put you know pen to paper so to speak well that's 
I like it, Strad. I think uh, most important thing, most important thing, I, uh, well, I've learned <laughs> is uh, is you, you got to find a way to stay interesting, right? The fact that we've been able to, I think, you know, have a variety of guests do a variety of episodes because you know you like you, you gotta listen if you when you when you play these episodes back you have to listen to yourself talk and you can obviously pick holes in that and like it's like anybody can start a podcast and just BS you know but like are we are we doing something that is a little different still than our contemporaries and you know and I think that that that's a challenge right uh, I, Sometimes I think we have back and forth, like, should we do this episode or should we do that episode? Because it's like, in somebody's mind is like, do people really want to hear that? You yeah. know? So it's, it's that weird challenge of kind of doing it for yourself and you know, for the part train, but also like, you want to feel like you're delivering something that has some sort of worth, right? Yeah. Or some sort, some sort of um, different, um, kind of a different selling point, like why listen to the part train? So learned a lot about I think I learned a lot about that process with us like and I think we have totally um we still have a, we we still 66 episodes later are offering something unique yeah well it that makes me think and the last question I have is where do we want to go and what do we want to do what do we want from the show from here for each of us um and it kind of plays off of what you just said for me which is you know, you mentioned the chipping away episodes. To me, those, I think when we started the show, we wouldn't have really thought that people would care about what, how we approach the game and from the mental game episode or the golf addiction epidemic or overcoming fear, whatever it is. And what I've learned is, you know, instead of doing what we think will be good for others, why don't we just do things that, we care about that we're, we think we can add value for. Well, I think that's where, and that's where we, that's where we've had this, this, at least the success in our own minds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I would love to keep doing is, um, you know, we've joked about this idea, whether it's having an episode with four wives of golfers and really trying to drill down on why they hate it when their husband goes to play or, um, these crazy ideas that we wouldn't have thought could be an episode. Um, I would love to just keep pushing that, pushing each other, uh, to try new things and who cares, you know, just let's try it. Let's put something out there and see what happens. And then tr just being ourselves and, and doing topics yeah. that might not be seen as sexy or whatever, but doing it that we think can add value to other people. So, um, that's what I would love to keep doing. What do you guys? Strat. There it was. I was waiting for it. He was waiting for it. Twenty percent yeah. off rollback code train. train. Yeah, twenty percent off train rollback. Check it out. Figure it out. Black Friday. Fucking, might as well start living. Do something while you're doing nothing. This is your uh, life, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'd like to to personally, I'd like to be become a better interviewer. I think as I've made this podcast and I listen to other podcasts, I'm starting to. A little bit of you know Wizard of Oz. You, you've seen what it's like behind the curtains, so you start to critique things differently and and maybe not listen as a pure listener as as much as you did before this. So personally, I'd love to become a better interviewer, and you know you, you can really tell when someone is good at it versus when they're not. And um, 
I think finding that balance is is tricky. It's why there's not a lot of great interviewers in the world. But to Evan's point, just uh, you know, like really kind of letting our our personalities shine through, and um, and just doing the shit that we like. You know, like sometimes it can feel like a grind doing this because, as you mentioned, it's tough to find the the time for all of us. But we just kind of remember that we're literally doing this for fun, and we get to talk about golf and hang out with cool people and get to partner up with cool people like Roback part, uh, code part train, sorry, code train 20% off. Whoa. Um, oh, it's, it's pretty damn Whoa. cool. It's cool. I mean, I think this train, I think this train's on the right, on the right track. Oh, uh, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I, obviously we, we want new, you know, exciting guests, right? Yeah. Whether, whether they're on tour or whether they're, you know, journalists or, you know, club makers. I mean, we want, look, any podcast is, we want high profile guests. So I think there's always that, that push for that. But, um, to Strat's point, you know, even if it's maybe not as high profile of a guest, but it's being able to, to make, to be, to really interview somebody to get the most out of, you know, that, that episode. Right. So kind of honing in on that craft, I think, uh, it's always got to be something we've got to be focused on. So, because you never know. Sometimes we've had some episodes that have just turned out unbelievable, right? Then we, we, we didn't think, like going into it, you know? So, yeah. Well, like this one. I mean, we didn't know how this would be. Do people really care why we started this podcast? Who knows? But hopefully, you got a little nugget and you got to learn a little bit more of who we are and why we do this and how much we love it. And I'd say before we sign off, uh, one thing I just realized, Strat and Serm, that I think would be helpful to people is, you know, when you go to a website and you're buying gear and the reviews, someone comments and it's like, yeah, I'm 5'11", 160, and the medium is a little bit too small, so make sure you go up to a large, and it totally changes the size you would have bought. Mm. Um, I would love, because we're promoting Roback, if you guys have any, I know I have a couple, so I can go first if you want, of a couple nuggets I've learned about sizing um, across the different lines. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say first, for me, so I'm 5'11", 185, um, you know, TRX, heard of it. Uh, and uh, oh, wow. the, the Roback Polos, mediums fit me perfectly. Um, mm. However, the quarter zips... I actually prefer a large because the oh. the bottoms of the quarter zip, I don't like when it's real tight around your waist. I kind of like how it lies um, kind of relaxed, yet still tighter in the shoulders and the arms, but kind of relaxed everywhere else. So I prefer a large in the, um, in the quarter zip, but the performance t-shirt fits perfectly for me with the medium. However, for Strat, I know that was a little different. It's true. So I'm 5'10", 175, pure muscle, just single digit body fat. I mean, it's something to see, trust me. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah. You need as Anyways, many carb, um, carbs as you want, too, which is what yeah, we I see. haven't had carbs 2002. But uh, I, wow. uh, I'm a medium in the, in the polos. They fit nice. Um, I uh, I noticed though on the performance tees I probably prefer a small because I like my performance tees a little little bit tighter you know for maximum performance mm-hmm. and then 
the medium is a little bigger than I'd prefer. Uh, although I did notice uh, the quarter zips still a medium for me on the on the Q zips. Those are uh, those are across the board for the polos. However, when it gets down to vest season, mm. who knows? Because I have like your, to have your vest day. <laughs> I, it's okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right, guys, trying to bamboozle my cart here. However, um, yeah, we'll see what the vests hold because I like a tighter vest. You know, I like the pure performance, but uh, otherwise, what does pure performance. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not familiar. Jeez, sir, you have to ask. You might never know. Okay. <laughs> the tighter the clothing, the pure the performance. Is that what you're trying to say? I mean, you nailed it. Okay. Yeah. I just. <laughs> hey, sir, it sounds like you get it. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, it. well, I'm five two, two forty six. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, Chalk daddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the shirts fit great, medium. But you know, like you said, Strat, we'll see. Uh, we'll see with these vests. I mean, how, how pure is your performance? I don't know. I've got to think about that. Um, Maybe this is uh, a little tease to the Roback crew that uh, we need some vests. Mm. I, they're they're really sharp. I, I I love that gray one. So you're going gray. I might go that royal blue. It's so yeah. neutral, you know. It's great. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I'm gonna get a couple of different sizes. You know, the tighter, the pure, according <laughs> to Strat. That's how it works. Yeah. Everybody All right. Knows. Well, a little bonus for the crew when they're thinking about sizing for the gifts. Code train twenty percent off. Um, yeah, this was great, guys. We, you guys, have a great Thanksgiving. We're going into a holiday week, and uh, we'll see everyone back in a couple weeks. Ready to rock. See ya. All right. See you, boys. Adios. Test, 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 one, two, three. I don't even know if I'm looking at the right outline here. (laughs) Why don't you go ahead and test your sound? It sounds fine. Put down the tab. Are you guys ever watching? Strap. Put down the the taffy tubby tammy. (laughs) Is Strat laughing so hard because he knows we put this at the end of the show now and Serm doesn't know that? Yeah, yeah, it was perfect, though. <laughs> Put down the taffy, Tabby Tammy.